Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans, so belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. So 223, August 11, 2022, brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. We'll get all that crap later on, Dave. Uh, you sent me a picture, and I, I want to, man, I, I got to apologize for something I said off the air. Uh, you sent me a picture of, of uh, Garrett Cole and who I thought was Nestor Cortez. Um, I got to I gotta quit being slut like that, but I, I, I saw the picture. Your buddy went down to Seattle to watch the Yankee series with the Mariners uh, this past week. It looks like he was having a pretty good time. I thought it was Nestor Cortez and Garrett Cole. And I, I didn't put much uh, two and two together, but why uh, Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez would be sending you selfies. Um, <laughs> it really didn't make a whole bunch of sense. Uh, give me the keys. I'm an idiot sometimes. I got a lot going on in the old coconut. Dave, give me the background of what actually went on and not to, uh, and, and tell your your uh, friend I'm sorry if he listens to the show. Let he'll he'll uh, hear that I, I apologize and he's not Nestor Cortez, <laughs> my buddy Fucking Johnny. Race car, Jesus man. Yeah, I wouldn't know Nestor Cortez if he was sitting in my soup. So uh, <laughs> I sent you the text. Uh, John was uh, he's a he's a Yankee fan as are you. Um, he's he's diehard. He went uh, for the Yankees set in Seattle on the weekend. And uh, he sent me a picture of uh, him and uh, Garrett Cole, which I forwarded to you. Hey, buddy of mine went to the Seattle series this weekend, and I knew you'd know who Garrett Cole yeah. was. You, you've never met Joel. Uh, uh, sorry, Joel, you've never met John. And, and then we were talking on air about it. No, sorry, just before we started recording. He goes like, Cortez, I don't even know who Cortez is. Like I said, I go, that's John. That's my buddy, man. Like, yeah. fuck. He goes, well, anyway, so John Deuskin apologizes uh, as a as a Yankee fan. Um, yeah, at least they won one for you. Yeah. I did see some highlights. Don't they uh, work on base running at all in 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 the Bronx? Like no. that was that no. was it was bad. I was uh, I was away at a WCBL game when they were running around the bases and pretending that they knew what they were doing. Uh, WCBL guys uh, run the base a lot better than New York Yankees do. They don't work on it in the Bronx apparently because it's uh, things aren't going too well there. It's not good. It's uh, how good they were 
earlier on this season is is, is how bad they are right now. But we we won't uh, bore people with the Yankee thing. But uh, I'll get that. Maybe I'll put that pit, that picture up on our Twitter machine and do a poll about who the second guy in the picture is. Uh, your buddy or Nestor <laughs> Cortez, and see what people actually how they respond and see what the vote is. Because that's uh, my my apologies. Uh, it's, it's Nestor Cortez, race car, black teeth, everybody. It's, it's little, Who is right. Nestor Cortez? He's a left-handed pitcher for the Yankees. Really oh, good. Okay. Like the All-Star game, he's, he's obviously okay. he's, uh, he's He's good. Mexican, oh, so, really good. Or Cuban or Dominican or whatever. Johnny's Italian descent. So I, 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 They both got dark skin and mustaches. Okay, okay fair okay, enough. There we go. Anyways, Dave, uh, friends of ours, uh, there are friends from the uh, – Level the Playing Field uh, podcast. They put out a poll earlier on today, and I saw something yesterday on ESPN or whatever I was watching about tennis. Um, we aren't the biggest tennis guys, but it's it's one of those fringe sports that when the the majors are on, we both watch more so when I was younger. Not so much now. Uh, the last time I really paid attention was the, in 2019. I was actually in New York when Bianca Andreescu. The Canadian girl won the U.S. Open, uh, but I haven't watched. I don't watch a bunch. The major one, like I said, I'll watch Wimbledon. I'll watch this. I'll watch that. But um, they had it on their poll that uh, who's a who's the better tennis player? Pete Sampras, Roger Federer, Serena Williams, or other? Um, man, it, you can't compare. It's always tough in any sport to compare eras, but. My take on this one is that I don't think it's Serena, and you can interrupt me anytime because I'm rambling a little bit, but I don't think it's Serena because Serena was head and shoulders above every other competitor that she ever had. The numbers are there. Yes, obviously she she um, won a lot, but I don't think she had the competition that, say, this is going back a 1,000 years, that Martina Navratilova had. If Martina Navratil didn't have Chris Everett and didn't have Steffi Graf and, and the like, I can't see I can't see Martina not having those records or one of those other women's not not having a comparable record to what to Serena has now. I agree with that completely. And and you know what? Serena doesn't even have the record for all-time grand slaps. That belongs to Margaret Court. I don't who was way before our times. I don't I, I don't know, but I, I looked it up knowing we were going to talk about it. How can you be the greatest of all time when you don't even hold the most grand slams? Um, how can you be the greatest when you really have no rival to strengthen your games? Like Martina, like I, I, my personal, I think that my personal goat for women's tennis is Steffi Graf. Steffi Graf had to play against Martina and Chris Everett when they were feeding. But then she had um, Monica uh, Selish. Yeah. yeah, and she had uh, Gabrielle Sabatini. She had, there was uh, Jennifer Capriati. Who Gabrielle also Sabatini out. had the nicest legs. Oh, man. And I'm not being, I liked her a lot when I was a She kid. was a handsome woman from Argentina. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Um, Steffi Graf had, had tougher competition. Um, Martina Hingis, remember her? That she was real good thing? too. Yeah, she was really good too, and that was all during Steffi Graf. I don't know what other name do you put up in in the in the Venus Williams era. Serena I, Williams, I, yeah, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's yeah, it's different. Like it's just a different thing. And again, the men's side of things, um, Sampras is in the Hall of like the Hall of Fame, but to me, he's really good, but. 
Oh. It comes down to three men, three names in men's tennis, and they're all playing right now. And they all are one, two, and three in total grand slams. And so you got uh, Djokovic, uh, Rafa Nadal, and Roger Federer. All three of them have 20-plus grand slam titles, and they're playing against each other. Yeah. They're playing against each other their entire career. And they've been dominating the men's tour for 20 years. Oh, all and, that. And and it's like, it's a shock when one of those three men do not win. Like you, you go back to the Sampras years where you, a guy like, uh, remember Michael Chang, he snuck in there and he won, it, he won a Wimbledon somehow or the finals, whatever it was. And he, you, he, you, had, you go like a thousand years ago to... Um, Boris Becker, yeah, Andre yeah. Agassi. Becker, Agassi were really good. Stefan Edberg. Years. Edberg was really good. Matt really Vlander. solid guys. And, and there was there was guys that that uh, um, challenged the top guys, but they there were so many of them. They were all they were all just separating wins, uh, and you never had a dominant guy back then. So I, I, that's why I I have to disagree with whoever voted for Sampras, like you said on, on the Twitter machine, that Sampras isn't shouldn't even be included in that list. Um, is Federer probably the greatest ma- male ever, male male, male uh, uh, tennis player ever? Probably just because of the 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 number of wins and the um, the dominance he had. And he's, and he's still kind of well, he's kind of done now. But I he is so much better than Pete Sampras, and and not skill wise, just competition wise. Wise, yes, yeah. Like, right yeah. now, we, we we've been through this a thousand times with. Um, other sports you can't compare athlete a to athlete b because athlete a of, of this of this era is obviously better bigger faster stronger more nutrition they don't smoke as many cigarettes and don't drink as much beer and whether it be tennis or football or, or hockey or baseball they're just better athletes now than, than they were 20 even 10 years ago the so, training the conditioning all the equipment it. yeah yeah and like you know men's t- tennis for me is i used to watch it all the time i do find it quite boring because it's just, it, it's almost like watching batting practice, right? Like where someone's just throwing smoke all the time. Either you hit it or you don't. And like, it's, 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 it's not fun. It's not, not the continuous rallies. Like the women's tennis now is, I believe, more entertaining. Because there's rallies act, and everything else. Because yeah. there's rallies and shot making. And, 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 and that's the tennis that, that's fun to watch. Um Thinking about that too, like, you know, just between the three I mentioned, Nadal, uh, Djokovic, and Federer, if one of those guys didn't have the career and you divvy up those two, like all the the 20 titles that mm-hmm. Sampras has, like that would be divvied up between the other two guys, like three guys, like three people winning every single tournament. It's It must be demoralizing for the field, but... You know, it, it's the cream rises to the crop, and those three men actually obviously challenge each other. I kind of, I kind of dislike how the level playing field guys. They maybe it's the way I read it, or maybe I, the way I'm interpreting it. But how you could uh, have a, a women's tennis and men's tennis in the same conversation because it not, this isn't being sexist at all. The uh, uh, you're not going to see a Serena Williams beat Roger Federer. You're not. You're just not. It, it, no, it's, not I, I, it's not like you had in the, the 70s, a battle of sexes at the Astrodome, whatever year that was, 1978, 79, whatever, or, or in the eight, who cares what, what year it was. 
But Bobby Riggs, I don't remember where he was ranked in the thing. Yeah, he, I know he made a disparaging remark saying he, he would beat the number one woman's player, which was Billie Jean King at the time. He made that statement, and that's why that, that, all, that all came down. There's no way that the number one woman in the world would beat the number one man in the world. Just and they just wouldn't. It's just overpowering. I I don't think there's any. But I, I think you're over. You're misrepresenting that battle of the sexes too. Bobby Riggs was like pretty much retired. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but and, he was popping off saying I could beat her. And, and it was a else. made for TV event. Like even though they played, like when they played that game, he played on the doubles court, and her lines were the singles court too. Oh, I didn't know so, that. Yeah, so it wasn't even a level playing field when they played. Level of the playing world. field should have brought that up in level of playing field. Oh yeah, so like I, I, I didn't I, know I, that. Yeah, like so it was but a total. Not me- only is a fourteen twenty sports bar podcast entertaining, it's educational as well. I uh, I I've listened to a podcast uh, with Billie Jean King. She's she's a great woman, and she did a lot for uh, for women's sport in 100%. general. Yeah, she was she was a, a pioneer, and she she laid it on the line. She risked her career to to the betterment of of women's sports and women's tennis in particular so i'm not going to be smircher but yeah that that battle of the sexes was a made for tv event and then even the bobby uh riggs remarks um were kind of to get eyeballs into the and sell tickets so i, I imagine howard cosell was probably announcing that that match i i'm assuming i, I and that i don't know i don't, I don't know but I, I i would make the assumption that howard cosell was do, doing that on on abc i i don't know i'm just he should have been if 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 he wasn't, someone dropped the ball. Yeah, no doubt. That's yeah, like yeah. We, you knew when he was on the mic, you were listening just because he was he was great. I I'm I'm glad I got to listen to him when I was a kid, but just didn't understand his greatness when I was that young either. Yeah, the, and that's one thing that I try to to talk to uh, Jim about, and he's twenty, but other kids that are younger, um, like my buddy's kids, like how good some of these these guys like watch these guys now because it. It, you're going to lose this greatness no matter what sport you you're going to watch these guys and, and you'll forget about it. Like case in point, when we were, when we were younger, Dave, we knew Gretzky was good, but we just got used to him being good. So we kind of took it for granted here in Alberta, like, well, whatever, they're getting another 200 point season. And you kind of take it for granted of the greatness that these guys have. And you're like, and then their careers were over. Like, fuck, I should have watched that a little bit more. I should have cared. Yeah. 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 Just for the little things, like just appreciate what you're, what you're able to witness. And in our lifetime, you and I, like we've been so blessed. Like, so we've seen like Gretzky, we've seen Jordan. Um, and who else was I going to say? I forget, but we've seen Gretzky and Jordan, right? Like two of the greatest of all time. We've witnessed the Brady. We've seen, we've witnessed the uh, Tiger Woods entire career, Tiger, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he's around our age. So it's it's kind of neat to 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 witness dominance of any kind of sport um, over a sustained amount of time, and and you know it's easy to be a hater, and I'm not going to say I I haven't been a hater at times too. Oh yeah, but at the end of the day, you got to really respect what these people are doing day in day out on a week to week basis. So when we get this out to a level playing field, and you, and you go and vote on on their poll, what's uh, what's your final final result going to be? Sampras, Federer, Serena, or other? I voted other, and I don't because I think the other three answers are wrong. I think I think San, uh, Venus might win because there's the love fest because this is her last year, and because Serena. she's American. 
I, I keep saying Venus, don't I? I yeah. apologize. I Venus, apologize. Venus is the weaker little or big bigger sister. Older player, si- but older sister, but not as good as Serena. Yeah. Yeah. Serena is 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 the dominant female tennis player of the last 15, 20 years. But I'm there's no way I'm 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 putting goat on her. Because she hasn't played anybody. She not, has I shouldn't say nobody, but she does doesn't have the 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 competition that the others have that, had over the years. I yeah, like Martina and Chris Evert and, and Steffi Graf. I I that I agree with. And also like she's the only re- relevant American tennis player in the last 20 years, too. So that helps her her uh her pop a bit too. Yeah, no, it's uh, something to watch. Like tennis, like it's the first time we talk tennis as much. It's a it's fun to watch on a on a week weekend or a weeknight. You're sitting around doing not not a whole bunch, and we don't know enough about it. But it it, it is fun to watch. The, the athleticism is something else. I've tried to play tennis in the past, and I uh, not it's been a number of years. I can't serve, and that's the whole game. And lob went over the net, and I get it hammered back down my throat, kind of deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't even own a tennis racket anymore, but then and that's fine now. But what I do see at the tennis courts by my house, pickleball. People play pickleball these days, eh? Pickleball's the uh, all the rage with people uh, fifty-five and over. It's uh, quite the thing because it's. I think it's people that used to play tennis, but now you don't have to run as much. Don't have to move very much. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like life-size ping pong. Dave, what is sad? We're not too far away from being in a pickleball league. I'm, I'm afraid to say. Well, I, you know, I'm over fifty. I'm thinking of grabbing a rock and going over there and starting to shark. Some you'll be the you'll be the Kramer with the Karate Kid uh, thing, <laughs> beating up all, all the old guys. Kramer beating up all those kids in the dojo. You'll be doing the same thing on the pickle pickleball cart, beating up seventy five year olds. I'm gonna have to show up with my birth certificate, like the big twelve year old. Yeah, king of the court, Dave Van Roby. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that'd be fucking something. So I can see you doing that. And, Bragging about it on Twitter, how you won a tournament, the pickleball courts in the on South in South Lethbridge. Well, I'll, I don't need money. I just need a trophy. There you go. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Podcast brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Make sure you guys vote on our, uh, this the uh, North, no, the East region. Uh, it's kind of a runaway right now. I think you're like 85%, Dave, with your, uh, with the uh, 1980 Olympic team, Miracle on Ice versus the, the 94 Messier thing. Uh, we'll put it up there again. We'll retweet it and get it out there. But yeah, it's kind of a, a runaway. You picked a good one there, my friend. Well, I always pick good ones. The fact that uh, a kick six in a in a in a in a in the Iron Bowl beats the greatest athlete of all time. That's I'm I'm I, I was disappointed I didn't well, win that more one. More people as well. on Twitter. Remember the kick six and then know who Muhammad Ali And that's and that's what I'm taking. That's how I sleep at night. So thanks for listening and voting. Uh, I like you're like it's it's okay that you're wrong, people. And I'm just <laughs> here to tell you that. So if you need that once in a while, just be sure to tune in. Because we go to manscaped and manscaped.com and save yourself 20% and free shipping on all the stuff out there. Uh, we'll get the all the rest of the stuff out there later on tonight. Use that promo code, you will not be wrong. Great product. I'm, I'm feeling refreshed. I had a shower. Yeah, I it actually, is, it is good stuff. One four two zero skate. That's fourteen twenty skate at manscape.com. It is good. It is good stuff. They were supposed to send us other things, and we kind of didn't. Okay. Well, maybe I better write a letter. Better write a letter. <laughs> I should write a song about that, Jim. That's it, Jimmy. You and I are gonna. I'm gonna write some lyrics to better write a letter. Better write a letter. That has a nice 
nice roll to it too. Yeah, there's something in there. We'll get it. We'll get behind it over the weekend. We'll talk to you guys later. Sounds good. <laughs> Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 1420 Sports Podcast is happy to be teamed up with Newsly. Newsly transcribes web articles from around the globe and reads them directly to you. Keep your eyes on the road or on the game with Newsly. Newsly also carries podcasts from 40 countries around the globe, including the 1420 Sports Podcast. Download the Newsly app for all your Android and iOS devices today at www.newsly.me or click on the link in today's show description. And be sure to use the promo code 1420SPORTS, that's 1420SPORTS, for a free one-month premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, for Mirror Sports, talking a whole lot more. This segment brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD at SeatGeek.com. Save yourself uh, 20 bucks, I think it is. Uh, on your first purchase, uh, it uses all over the world. Any tickets, concerts, sporting events, shows, whatever, rodeos, doesn't matter. They, they, they about, have tickets to sell. You can you can save yourself twenty bucks. How about a Washington Commanders preseason game? Did you hear about this? No, I did not. The Washington Commanders. I don't know who they're playing at their preseason game. Tickets on the secondary market are going for one dollar. Uh, you you can't <laughs> use them. Or you can, can you use, buy? Tw- can you, you can buy, buy twenty? You can't use the promo code because that's over fifty bucks to save twenty. Oh, okay, so you can you can bring fifty. You can buy fifty friends and get in for free. I, I would assume, and then only spend thirty bucks to get fifty people in the game. That might yes, be something. that's probably how it works. Yeah, go to like a Cub Scout troop or something like that. Something Do something idea. good, people of the people of DC. Because you guys, you, there is some stuff going down in DC tonight and tomorrow and, and last night. We will talk about that. No, we won't talk about that. No, they in our they're they in our scope. But. No, anyways, Dave. Uh, earlier on this afternoon or this morning, I don't know. I was down here in the tavern uh, doing a bunch of work for uh, Belly Up Sports, getting that uh, article written up about the uh, your your divorcees, the Edmonton Oilers, and uh, came across the Twitter machine that. Colin Kaepernick, that the gift that keeps on giving, and Deshaun Watson, another gift that keeps on giving for sports uh, podcast uh, collaborators like ourselves. Those guys just keep uh, can't stay out of the out of the news. That Kaepernick was going to the Browns, and I was like, "Well, it makes sense. They're the Browns. And Cleveland's going to Cleveland." As our friend uh, Jim at uh, Fan of the Van podcast says. Uh, and I didn't pay any attention. I went, well, it makes sense. And I just, I, I brushed it off and said, see you later. What happened there, Dave? Fill me in go, go and uh, go go on. Well, like that turned out to be fake. Someone someone said uh, uh, Kaepernick with a graphic, Adam Schefter reports. Yeah. And then, then anytime I see that without it being Adam Schefter, I open it up and I don't start retweeting. And then the first uh, reply on that was Adam Schefter. False. 
I did not report this. That's it. That's all he said. Yeah. So, so we knew that was false, but it gets the Twitter machine clicking and then it got me thinking. So Deshaun Watson's final punishment is coming down any minute now is what we're told, but he's poised to start tomorrow night's game as a, in the preseason for the Browns, knowing that because he's allowed to start while they appeal and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to cut to the chase. Here's what I want to happen. I want Roger to get the Goodell to give him the full season and like a $30 million fine, because we talked about it, about the salary and everything. And then I want Johnson, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson and the NFLPA to challenge that in court and go to a judge and get an injunction. And then so just Deshaun Watson gets to play. And so now he's playing for a million dollars for this whole year. And then at the end of the time, all this money is going to get spent in court. And at the end of the, and, and at the end of the entire ordeal, the judge is going to say, now if I get, okay, you're right. One season is too much. Um, let's call it 10 games. And then now that's the, that's the decision, but now it's going to be 10 games next year on the big money on the big when money he's, tickets. when he's making $55 million a year. I would love to see that happen. Maybe that's what they're doing. Like, because I mean, I it's think, conspiracy theories and that's what makes these shows great speculation, conspiracy theories. And we talk about this kind of stuff, but that, that might be a thing that, all right. All right. Wise ass. All right. Cleveland Browns think you're smart. Than everybody else. All right. Houston Texans think you're smart. Than everybody else. Watch this, because I'm I'm a fucking U.S. judge. I'm smarter than you. Watch this, and, and then go ahead, play, get yeah. booed, get booed, have get people booed raining for a garbage year, have a fucking shitty year on a shitty team, and then look out because you know what? Now next year you, you lose another thirty-five million, and a ten million dollar fine, plus 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 the legal fees like you know in any any kind of thing that that happens like this the only people that do get rich are the lawyers i get that um but the the nfl has their team there they this is probably what like goodell is for all his faults he ain't no dummy and no and he he plays to win and he and he plays he knows how to hit people in the pocket whether it be an owner or a player um so that's 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 my fantasy punishment to see Deshaun well, Watson here it is, Dave. challenge it. He works for the owners, right? Mm-hmm. He, he he gets paid by the owners. So if he can actually end up saving the Cleveland Browns owner, whatever his name is, Haslam, thirty million bucks next year, owner's happy. <laughs> right i guess you know i i'd you'd really rather pay someone a million dollars a year to do a job than 35 million dollars a year that's right because so next year when yeah. the brown when the browns aren't going to win again they say they also saved them 30 million dollars yeah sure go nuts <laughs> and then i'm paying you a million bucks this year go play fuck off it's popcorn sales one fucking game <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. We're gonna we're gonna find that in the Learjet when we back right. up the seats. It's in my yeah. fucking cigarette in my ashtray. Yeah, exactly. Good enough. Yeah. So maybe maybe Goodell's like, all right, go nuts. <laughs> it, it, I think that would be just that that conclusion would just make me smile forever. But I, I think the fact that he is only making a million dollars a year this uh, for this year, 
I do believe Goodell is going to come down with a, well, not Goodell, his handpicked guy, which is a uh, a lawyer that works for the league, basically. Yeah, he's, we've been saying that since whole debacle started. That million-dollar-a-year thing's going to come into play because it's just too fishy that, that, that a starting quarterback with that elite talent is signing for a million bucks. Yeah. That's so, just not a thing. Yeah. That's, that's so I, CFL fucking money now. Yeah. Regardless of games, I think the fine, I'd be surprised if the fine is under 10 million bucks, regardless yeah. of how many games. And then, you know, when that's the fake Kaepernick thing came up, you know, that would be just two Browns because when you go down the replies on that fake story, it's like, yes, finally, I'm a new Browns fan. I'm a new Browns fan. You know, you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? Because when this Deshaun Watson thing happened, everybody was like, never the Browns, fuck the Browns, Browns. But now you sign Kaepernick. I get it. It's a different um, a demographic that is replying to that tweet. But people were just doing fucking handsprings on Twitter. So proud of the Browns for doing the right thing. The Browns do not give a fuck, but I think it would be an interesting experiment for them to do that. Because like, you know, how do you cheer for the Browns because they have Kaepernick and boo, because they tried to rig the system by signing Deshaun Watson. Yeah. It's, it's, it'd be, it'd be really interesting to see if the good spirited people of, of Kaepernick, outweigh the people that are pissed because of Deshaun. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's absolutely nuts. I mean, it's, I, I, w- I wish it wouldn't come down to that, No, but it, it is, and it's just how it is now in the world of sport. You, you can't just watch a game and enjoy it. There's, there's so many, there's so many external forces that go on. There's so much, um, he said, she said, and uh, righteousness of, of people. You can't, rarely can you just watch it, watch a sport without having something involved in it. Like you, you just can't, and it's it's too bad because like you, 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 you look at uh, the Tom Brady stuff. People will talk about the stupid Deflate Gate, and then they'll talk about uh, Belichick and the and the uh, what was that called when he was spy Spy Gate. Like it, it just all, all this stuff. You can't just watch a game. This team beat this team. This athlete's better than this athlete. Like every no matter what, there's so much. I don't want to say political. But there's so much political crap behind every storyline that it can't just be team A beat team B. Well, what I think, like you're not political, like I think pushing an agenda, pushing a storyline yeah. is kind of what you mean. Um, and in football, because it's so big and people are so passionate and they got time. No matter what argument you get into with whatever fan base, and when I say argument, I mean I mean good spirited banter and uh, at a, at a bar with a stranger, that person is going to know way more fucking things about their team than you do. Right. Like it's like the, the, the in-depth knowledge that people have about their particularly NFL football teams is ridiculous. Like it's crazy, Dave. Like I, like I listen to a lot of stuff throughout the day and I, it, and I, we, we, we dabble in a lot of different stuff on our show, maybe a little bit too much time to be kind of go all over the map. And we were talking about men's and women's tennis 20 minutes ago. Uh, kind of why I kind of like our show. We talk about different things, and not just focus on one thing. But there are guys that that they know everything, and it's almost like well, it is. It's obsessive. Like how you and these they these guys aren't even like there's people who know this much about about their team. They're not even doing a podcast or doing it to to try to make a couple bucks. They're just obsessed about with with their team almost to an unhealthy level. Like I'm a huge Yankees fan. I'll watch the game. I don't know who's playing the minors. I don't care. 
Like, I know the odd name here and there that this guy gets brought up, that guy's doing this, and maybe it's a trade piece. But in general, I don't know that a guy went two for two in double A Wichita. Yeah. There, there's people who they know it, man, especially when it comes to football. And then you get into the college stuff. Man, there are people who know who the recruits are, other places they're going, who was here, who was there. And like, I, I, I like sport for the memories and the fun of, of the moment. The rest of it, it's a lot, man. Like it's to, to be that in depth. I, I, I don't, there's no way I'll say it. There's no way that people who, who are that in depth to it are having fun with it. There, there isn't because they're so invested. It's become a job to them. Job. It's not their job. It's their religion. Yeah. Right. You know, like this is just there. It becomes their hobby, which is fine. And then I'm not going to be smart to anyone for being a fan. Oh, no. If, you, what if that's you. what you but, want to do, if go ahead and do, do, do it. But like the fact that the NFL has their own network with with Good Morning Football, which I've watched once in a while. It's a funny, good show. And it but there's just. The NFL has structured itself that there's just so much to talk about all the time. And, yeah. and, you know, that, and that's why they're the big boy. And that's why they, they get to push the needle and, and, and act like the, the biggest, the, the gorilla in the room, right. It, or elephant in the room, gorilla in the room, elephant in the room, elephant. Cause okay. it would look weird to have an elephant in your room. I think, I think you could have a gorilla downstairs and you'd be like, Hey, there's a gorilla in my, in my basement. If there was an elephant in your basement, that'd be weird. You know, everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but maybe that's where that came from. I don't know. <laughs> but it, but they they are they're 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 the big boy, and they get to make the rules, and and they've they've structured their game as such, and their product as such. And I and and I'm a sucker too. Like I'm I'm not pointing a finger. It's still my favorite sport. I I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it, and then I don't hope everybody has Amazon Prime because otherwise you don't get to watch that shitty foot Thursday night football anymore. Would you watch it, Dave, if there was a gorilla in your room? The gorilla? Well, I'm going to hold perfectly still. I don't want to, like, what pisses off a gorilla? Because I want to do what doesn't piss it off. Because that thing would fuck you up. Well, they they have those, like, like they're, fuck, there's a Lauren Green's New Wilderness all of a sudden. But, uh, like, with, like, just their their heads and their chest, it's like armor. Like, if a gorilla wants to fuck you up, it'll fuck you up. You can't do anything about it. Well, a chimpanzee too. Remember that there's that story where a chimpanzee ripped that fucking woman's face off, and like, <laughs> fuck. like yeah, because they fight. If they're fighting, they're fighting to win and kill. Like they're not just gonna give you a fucking bag shot canning season and walk down the room. No, I don't know how this came into Lauren Green's New Wilderness, but it did. Anyways, Dave, the fourteen twenty sports podcast brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. <laughs> save yourself, uh, save some twenty bucks by using promo code one four two zero pod. That's 1420pod at seatgeek.com today. Gorilla Free parking. No, gorilla in the room. Gorilla in the room. Elephant in the room. There's a something about a gorilla, too. They're just the biggest gorilla. I'll think about it. There's I like a, gorillas. I, don't, I, I like monkeys and gorillas and chimpanzees. They're fun to watch. Monkeys can fuck off. I'm more of an ape guy. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. You know those little monkeys you see them? They're overrunning some of those tourist villages and stuff like that and stealing cameras and fuck. Fuck off. They should treat them like we do in Gophers down here in Southern Alberta. <laughs> That's a bit extreme. Oh, I can't stand them little fucking dirty, filthy animals. Speaking of dirty, filthy animals, we're getting something in half a second here. All right. You are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of Fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats to apparel to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. With hassle-free returns, free shipping on order over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages, and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage, and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer with sports talk, and a whole lot more. Uh, this segment brought to you by betus.com or betus.com. They just uh, they actually contacted the uh, the sports bar earlier this week. We uh, filled out a few things. Now we're a, we're a sponsor, so we'll click on the, the link. I got a reading I'm going to get later on to, tonight to Jim. We'll uh, get that going on the commercial, but uh, betus.com. They got everything you're going. Just click on the link. Uh, quite easy to sign up, and uh, you get 125% extra of what you already um what you want to put in so if you put in I, i'm not i'm not doing math tonight but it's 125 percent plus whatever you put in so it's really good it's america's favorite apparently america's favorite sports book anyways dave um tigers gm detroit tigers gm alavila uh he got re, re uh relieved his duties this week there for a long time uh the tigers were supposed to have a better record than they did this year um I got a problem. We we always, when guys get fired, there's a lot of finger pointing and what goes on. I got a problem with something like this because the owner and the president set what they're what a team is going to pay. 
what their salary is going to be. Yes, the cap is this, and the luxury threshold is that. But when when the ownership group owns Little Caesars Pizza, plus whatever, plus Detroit Red Wings, plus, plus, plus. Um, Mike Illich passed away a couple of years ago. He, they got rid of a lot of players over the years. Uh, uh, Justin Verland, they traded him. J.D. Martinez, they traded him. But one of the things that, that kind of had to happen, and it's it's granted, I guess, that Mike Illich wanted a toy, most of these owners do want them, was M- Miguel Cabrera. They're paying him a lot of money to be a DH who doesn't hit very much anymore, and he's still got another year left in this deal, and they, they probably could have got rid of him, but he's part of the family in, in Detroit with the Tigers. I got a real problem with someone losing their job because the owner has to have a toy. And it's it's right across the league, and we we've said it before, and we'll, I'll say it again, Dave. Until other, until all the owners can corral all the other owners, you're going to have this problem where guys get fired because, well, I did what I could, I, I did what I could do. Here's the money constraints I have because this guy wanted to have this guy. Dave, do you ever see a day when all the owners will finally get in a room and say, "Okay, we need to fucking stop this insanity." Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because this isn't their primary source of income. This is, like we say, it, it, it'd be, it, let's pretend these were sports cars and you could trick your engine out and you're going to find the better mechanic and you're going to find the better car and then you're going to find the better tires and then you're going to find the better drivetrain. I'm talking about things I don't even know about. Right. That's what these franchises are to not every owner, a lot of the owners. And, you know, it, it is it does stink for the Detroit Tigers fan base because. 15 years ago. He was given a mandate like you build a build us a fucking winner. And he did. He built a winner. Yeah. Miguel Cabrera's like obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, 3,000 hits lauded up. Justin Verlander, first ballot Hall of Famer. J.D. Martinez is still in the league as well. And and we talk about it all the time. You got to, when you sign these super studs to long deals, you're going to be wearing it in the face for the last two. And that's what's happening with uh, Miguel Cabrera. It's not his fault. He asked for that deal. He signed it. He's willing to go. Yeah, it's not Cabrera's fault. Illich no. wanted him to be part of that that organization forever. He's a part of the family, the whole bit. It's just it, at the end of the day, it's the GM, not the president. It's the GM who, who takes it on the chin because he's like, I'm only doing what I can do with this much money. And then he was able to trade Verlander and he was able to trade Martinez, but you're not going to be able to trade those last three years of Miguel Cabrera you're not. without eating a whole ton of money. And that's if if Cabrera wants to leave. Here's the thing, though, that that I I, I read an article about this, about uh, it was actually more about the Soto trade and 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 how Washington is doing its fans a disservice by losing all these superstars. Right. Like Washington, since they won the World Series, they got rid of Scherzer. They got well, like the year before they got rid of Bryce Harper. They've gotten rid of uh, Trey Turner. Um, there's one more name that I that's that's uh, slipping my mind right now. And well, and now Soto. 
what Detroit did when they signed Miguel Cabrera to that long-term deal, they made themselves competitive. They were in the playoffs four or five, five or six well, years. Beat the Yankees a year there, and they were what, the World Series. They were a year there, and yeah, like they were good. Yeah, they, they were licking the jaw right there. Like, yeah, and you know, and and we all know, like winning the World Series sometimes takes a little bit of luck. Well, the roar of '84 is a long, long time ago. It is a long time ago, and this GM put him in a position to win, and they didn't. And but now. Do you know what that Detroit Tiger fan base has? Memories of Miguel Cabrera hitting the shit out of that ball. For a long time. For a long time. They watched him get 3,000 hits. They watched him do this. They watched him lead the team. They watched him be a triple crown winner, right? You know, what the, uh, a, a fan base, I think a team needs a generational player to build a fan base and, like, build around. And That's, that's a good Cabrera. point, Dave, because – not every team can win. It's it's hard to win, man. Like no, all these sports, we can say what we want that they should have done this, they should have done that. They could have added a player here, added a player there. You could have all the best players in the world. Sometimes you just don't win. It's hard. So for a fan base to maybe have a generational guy, like you said, like Miguel Cabrera, isn't such a bad thing. Like you, they can have a guy that can go in night in, night out, day day game, night game, whatever especially in baseball, and they can embrace that guy because base, the baseball community is a little bit different. They they they're, they take more affection towards the the, the, the players, I, I believe, than, than football guys. That's my own, own opinion because the, the guys who are they're, – they're long-term, like not Tom Brady's been playing forever. And it's 160 games a year. Like you're, so you're, in, you're 81 games. games a year plus on TV, plus, plus, plus. It's a six-month love affair compared to football in a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am. Like baseball has that, and I think you're right on, on that note, Dave. Is that these players become a part of the community, and then the community embraces these guys a lot more, and they, they're they're on the, the the Ford commercials for for the local dealership a lot more. They're on the, the pizza commercial than the, the, the local guys. They're they're on like in in New York with Jeter and uh, uh, saw the, on the, the captain previously this week, Jeter and. Uh, I think it was uh, Bernie Williams. They're on like an actual Wiz commercial, like the one that was on Seinfeld. So these guys become part of the community in baseball. And if you don't win, at least you have a face to your franchise. Right. And you're and like Detroit tried to win. Like they tried to win. Um, someone that I don't know if they tried to win or not, like Cincinnati with Joey Votto, right? Like he's he's beloved and he's even getting more like he's he can be a bit of a red ass, but he speaks his mind. And and I don't know if he's softening or people are warming up to him as he's getting later in his career. Cincinnati has him to hold on to. At least we got Votto to cheer for. At least yeah. we got Votto. And, and uh, San Diego put all their fucking eggs in the Fernando Tatis basket. I wonder out loud... Like, what's Toronto going to do? Are they going to make Vladdy Guerrero Jr. that piece for them? It, it, it ain't cheap. I don't think they have a choice. And I, they, I think I think it's going to cost them a lot more. Okay, in my opinion, it's going to cost the Toronto Blue Jays a lot more to sign him long-term. One, to play in Canada, which is not the worst thing in the world. But two... He already has money. His dad made a lot of money playing. 
So they got to make it worth his while, in my opinion. He wants to. He, he's going to set some records in, inside the family, not just on the team, right? And I think it's going to cost the Jays a lot more pe- pennies on the dollar than it would if he was playing, say, for Cincinnati. Could you just said it? Well, exactly. And then you you think about it that way. What does he want his legacy to be as a player as well? Because we all know the AL East I, in the foreseeable f- future is the toughest division to to yeah. come out of. And also right? Baltimore's rolling like we talked about the other night. And now Baltimore's like five, ten games better than Boston. Boston is the bottom feeder there right now. What there's no other division that's even close of top to bottom competitiveness. Nothing Baltimore's like Baltimore's obviously young. Tampa's all always there. So are the Yankees. And and Boston's an up and down team. Like there's no bottom feeders there. Every other division at least has a bottom feeder. Like would 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 Vladdy as a career standpoint be be better to go to say the Cardinals, who play in a lesser division and always that has a fantastic fan base. They're always right and, there. Yeah. And they're always right there in a shittier division. Like who would you rather play every year? Like the the Phillies, the Cubs? Or the Yankees and the Rays. Yeah, the Cubs, the Brewers, who else in that division, right? So and it's and just yeah. Washington, yeah, the Nationals, yeah. It's no, it's different. Of- so it's uh, you just wonder what what's going to go through these guys' head. Uh, getting back, Dave, to the the owners and and having their toy. At what point? At seriously, at what point does the NBA? ownership groups, teams, GMs, and we, we're not going to get long into this one. At what point did all the owners and GMs and fan bases just tell Kevin Durant to fuck off and stay fucked off? Don't get paid stay home. Stay the fuck home. What a, like, for, for what are the single greatest talents on the... Um, you just... Yeah, Kevin Durant, we had some technical difficulties there. There's uh, internet issues and uh, at the uh, down the Yankee Tavern North here. Uh, Dave, Kevin Durant, when do the owners and players and GMs – actually, when, when do other players say, you know what, fuck it. We're done with this guy too. All of them. When does the league finally go, get out? I don't think they ever will because a man of his talent, there's, there's what, four of them in the league as, as good as him. Um, and he's getting older, and but like I don't how you can be in the pub, public eye playing in front of all those people, have such a thin fucking skin, and think you own the world. Like you're not LeBron, you're not LeBron. I get it. You're not you're Steph really, Curry, really you're not yeah, whoever. Like, if you want to be them, then be likable. Don't be such a fucking red ass. I'll I don't understand that. Because the like, fan, because like, the, the thing that gets me about these guys is the generally the the fan base of 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 uh, professional sports teams, they're blue collar guys. The fan, not not the people who go to games, but the fan base, and they don't want to hear a guy who's making forty five million bucks a year bitching about the coach or bitching about this or bitching about that. Play the fucking game. Like I got to go to my job because that that that's I'm, I'm saying that's how in general that's how fans are. They're wrong because there's different levels of, of everything. That's how people should not perceive it as the same kind of job. But blue-collar people who don't get to go to many games a year don't want to be here. Hear Kevin Durant bitching about it. They don't. Not even like he signed a four-year cons- uh, uh, deal with them two years ago. 
And didn't have I to know. play one year. And didn't have to play one year. And still got paid $35 million to not play. And now say you fire the GM and coach or I want to trade. A coach that he wanted that he insisted they have. No, actually, that's not true. He didn't want Steve Nash. He wanted Ty Lue is what I read. Was that Kyrie Irving wanted Steve Nash? Whatever. But, like, Kyrie Irving can go take a long walk off a short plank, too. Both those guys. And and James Harden. Like, when you take those three guys, like, just make yourself a big fucking heap of get fucked sandwich. Like, I do not get it. Like, those fucking knuckleheads that are all me, 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 me. How do you expect them to work? They're not going to listen to a fucking coach. They wouldn't listen to Jesus fucking Christ if he came down from heaven and said, I want to tell you guys what to do. Actually, I work a lot better from the post, Jesus. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Oh, it drives me bonkers. You, and I like I, I, just like you watch and listen to different shows and different things. And you're like, what the hell? Why do people have any interest in this guy whatsoever? He hasn't done anything by himself. He doesn't take anybody to the promised land. He's, he's just a distraction that I don't think anybody needs. I don't think anybody needs it. He's he's talented as, as uh he's ridiculously talented. I've watched him play. Yeah, he's so fucking good. Yeah, I don't get it, Dave. It, it just seems odd to me that teams keep putting up with it and putting up with it. And, and now Philadelphia, who got James Harden, who was part of that fucking team, in like for for for, for a sport that we barely watch, we know that now Durant wants to go or or is is, is linked to going to Philly to to join. James Harden, where they couldn't make it work in Brooklyn, and Ben Simmons, who nobody you don't wants. want to play anywhere. It's so bizarre that they said, "Like I don't, I don't get it." Neither do I. I, I, I don't. I, I don't understand because, uh, yeah, no one wants to play in in Cleveland or 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 anywhere anymore, right? Like it's all about like it. it Everybody wants to play with Steph Curry for one more year and try and win one more and, and get a ring. And there was even revelings. Yeah, and get a ring. Like, is it about the rings anymore? It's just no. I, I don't get uh, the the egos. I don't know what I don't know what motivates these men. Like when it's the and, worst. It's the worst professional that, sport that there is. It is, and it's it's not close. Like James Harden and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Like the second they signed for the Nets, I think that is gonna there's no chance those three egos can can coexist this is what happens when the inmates run the asylum lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Correct. Yeah. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, done deal. Anyways, 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. 
brought to you by BetUS and bet, BetUS.com. Make sure you guys click on our link on our, our social media accounts. We'll get everything straightened out in the next uh, 24 hours so you guys can, uh, you degenerate gamblers out there and guys get, like, have some skin in the game, can make a couple of bucks and uh, get your football bets in because it's coming up in um, two short weeks, three short weeks, Dave. Can't wait. I got some studying to do. Fantasy draft for me comes on the Monday night of uh, Labor Weekend, Labor Day weekend. I'm, so. uh, I'm interested. I, I, I'm going to get into the, our, our – uh, who were with belly up uh, belly up sports media and everything else i'm really interested in doing the uh their survivor pool i've never been a part of one i'm gonna get the one of the bulldog the bulldog saloon down in whitefish montana but the belly up one i'm gonna put put that link up for other people to join as well um but the belt the uh the survivor pool because he's got to pick a winner one one a week that's it i would have i i'm not gonna say i would have won but there was like only five of us left uh last year in one of my pools the fucking Bengals lost to the Jets. I remember that. That's yeah. what knocked me out last week. I was hopping mad at Joe Burrow and his fucking Bengals, fucking super. And then they go to the Super Bowl. I better Beat the watch goddamn it, Dave, Jets with all this stuff nine. going on in Belly Up and then Bet US and everything else. I might become a de- degenerate gambler in the uh, in the once September comes around down here in the tavern. Matt, my <laughs> God, I I don't know. It's might might not be a good thing, but we'll. Uh, we'll oh, we'll, maybe you're gonna have to start filling tax receipts for your winnings. Well, let's not go that far. We won't talk about that kind of stuff, Dave. Anyway. Okay. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast brought to you by BetUS and BetUS.com. Glad to have you on board, BetUS.com. We need some gamblers. <laughs> yeah. Hi there, it's Dave from 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. We decided to give Brent a break and give me the read tonight for Manscaped. Manscaped is uh, happy to join up with us for the Nut Up Challenge. We're going to feature some of the most clutch moments in sports history by athletes who nutted up and went legend. Be sure to vote for your favorite moments on Twitter and Nut Up as well with Manscaped. Going to manscaped.com and using our promo code 1420SCAPED today. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Four Beer Sports, talking a whole lot more. Dave, it's this uh, this little saying that we stole Michael K. Show, or that I stole Michael K. Show, it's kind of picking up steam. Nozzle, not a nozzle. I quite like it. I've heard a lot of people calling other people nozzle quite a bit uh, here and there. Uh, Dave, nozzle, not a nozzle. Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit. Oh, total nozzle, fuck. I, I don't I that's the first time I've heard his name in a long time, but he's a total douche. The I reason why I brought it up, Dave, was uh train wreck. It was a, it's a it's on Netflix. It's a documentary about the uh the Woodstock 1999 and how it was a fucking train wreck, that whole ordeal um that they tried to recreate for this third time, uh what happened in, in, in the late 60s in Woodstock, New York. And Fred Durst, I, I haven't watched it, but I saw some bits and pieces. I'm actually going to tune into this one. Um, Durst is a nozzle. Total nozzle. Just had a bit of a hit. With, uh, what was their hit? Pass I don't know. Something. Starfish in the hot dog flavored water and something like that. No and, idea. And, yeah. And, yeah, he can just leave it alone. And he was bragging that he was he banged Christina Aguilera, I think. And well, he was linked to uh, Britney Spears at one point too, I think. But yeah, it's it doesn't matter. Just a all. fucking idiot. Just go away. 
Dave, uh, the the uh, the elder statesman of your former uh, favorite hockey team, the team you divorced uh, years ago, but you're starting to get a little in touch now again. Nozzle, not a nozzle. Glenn Sather. Huh. You know, I can understand how some people might find him to be a nozzle, but, you know, he built the best hockey team in the history of, of the NHL. Uh, by that's, luck. A, that's a fairly fucking lofty fucking statement, but yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's up there that that collection of talent that he assembled in Edmonton is one of the greatest professional hockey teams ever assembled. And, and, and that's fact. The fact that he left and took that sweet ass job in New York so he could just smoke those fat stones and had it forever. And had it forever after, and he wasn't even running the show when New York won the cup. That was somebody else. Um, but he got that job, and you know, I'll always love Slats because he coached that team and he built that team um when it was great, and then he just rode that into the sunset for 30 fucking years into uh, New York. Not a nozzle, Glenn Sather, not a nozzle. I hated him because down in Southern Alberta here, when, when I was growing up, Dave, uh, our family was more Flames fans than Oilers fans. Um, and that little smirk he had, knowing he had that great team, I fucking hated that guy. I hated him behind the bench for those Oilers teams. But then when he became the the GM and they uh, won a couple of playoff rounds and they were they were uh, Canada's sweetheart team with Curtis Joseph in that, they went around here, around there. I kind of got a little respect for him. Then he ended up going to uh, New York, saying if he had that enough money to, uh, if he had that kind of money, he'd win a championship no matter what. Never did, never did. Um, I think Glenn Sater is a bit of a nozzle, and I can see that he's he's on the fence. But you know that was when the, I fell in love with the Oilers, and and that was my formative years. So I do have a soft spot for him. So. I'm going to just keep him on the happy side of not nozzle. We'll stay in New York a little bit here, Dave. Uh, a guy that uh, had a long, geez, a long career. I don't think he's the most talented cat going. Um, and I don't even know what show, the Tonight Show, I think he's in charge of. Nozzle, not a nozzle. Jimmy Fallon. If I, I can't stand that guy. I cannot stand that guy. He's an ass kisser. And he just, he's, he's smarmy. He, he, he laughs at his own jokes too much. I, I, I think this Have is you a general to our show, Dave. Wow. <laughs> you laugh at my jokes and I laugh at Oh <laughs> yeah. We laugh at each other's jokes, but um, even when he was on Saturday Night Live, I, I, I didn't find Like he, he is a funny individual. I'm not, I'm not taking that away from him, but the way he breaks character and can't contain his laughter um i think he's too much an ass kisser um jimmy not jimmy fallon nozzle uh nozzle not a nozzle the uh the more famous justin in canada uh justin bieber see he's a total nozzle like the the but you know, there was about four Is or five years of his environment, though. I, I, I do believe that, like, too much, too young. 
Um, but he 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 did come from nothing, right? He's a self he's a self made man and artist, right? He did like it's not like is he, he was. A man he was yet? The, How old is he now? Guy, it's got to be thirty, no? I I don't know. Maybe. Neither do I. Um, but like the the act he was he was playing from when he was nineteen to twenty five. I like once again I don't know how old when he was just everything he was. Yeah, I there kinda, was issues and grievances and major concerns for a while there. Yeah, and you know which I I kind of kind of can forgive because if I was that young and that successful and that rich. I would probably be a pain in someone's ass as well. Dave, and we were a pain in someone's ass. We weren't famous and rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we were having a good time back in circa 1997 through 2000, whatever it was. Uh, you can't blame them, but you could tone it down a little bit. Exactly. Just like um, there has to be somebody in your group to be the the dad or the older brother that you listen to. Um, I don't know if he's a nozzle anymore, but um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna keep him on like where Glenn Taylor is not just quite not a nozzle. I'm gonna put Bieber on the kind of nozzly side. He'd have to uh, donate to a make lawn or something to become a non-nozzle. Some, right? Like just make the world a better place for a little bit. Nozzle, not a nozzle. Uh, he's been on the the captain. I don't know if you've watched this yet or not. The uh, Jeter documentary. Nozzle, not a nozzle. Pedro Martinez. Fuck no. He's an alpha male doing his fucking thing. He was the greatest pitcher of his generation. No. Where do you, okay, oh, on that note, then where do you put his counterpart, Roger Clemens? Total nozzle. <laughs> Did steroids, cheated, uh, threw other people under the bus, lied to Congress? Nozzle. But Martinez. He didn't cheat. All he did was throw an angry fucking 80-year-old to the ground by the head. <laughs> and that wasn't his fault. That was self-defense. I don't think I don't think Zim was angry. I think just the last of his testosterone got the best of him. Well, whatever. Like Zimmer deserved like when that. Zim when Zim fell down to the ground at Yankee Stadium or or I think it was at Fenway, the last of his testosterone spilled on the ground there too, as well. That grass is probably the greenest ever right there where, where, where Zim fell down. That would be a collector's item. The grass-stained pants of, of Don Zimmer from when uh, Pedro threw him to the ground by his head. Oh, it was terrible. But that I, was all Zimmer. It that was Zimmer. Was... Zimmer admitted it. He, he did. Yeah. Zim admitted it. Yeah. Uh, nozzle, not a nozzle. We'll do two more. Um, Bill Murray. I think he can be a nozzle. I think Bill Murray is Bill Murray's biggest fan, but some of the shit that guy does is just absolute fucking legend. Um, and it started with in early in his career with stripes and meatballs and Caddyshack. Meatballs was fun. It just doesn't matter. It just, it just does, doesn't matter. Like I love that show. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. And and it's and it's it doesn't get the respect it deserves. Well, because stripes and Caddyshack were so funny. Yeah, I mean he he he's had a great career and and there's um there's stories about him. I even have the the Chive T-shirt. I have a, a BFM shirt. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, he loves himself a little too much, but what a list star doesn't? Not a nozzle. 
last one, same uh, same genre, man. They, they shared a movie together. They were on National Lampoons the whole bit. Nozzle, not a nozzle. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is a fucking nozzle. Everything you read about him, the way he I heard he's not people, the greatest person. Oh, he's just an absolute fucking asshole, apparently. And he, like he really he has, hasn't done anything of any substance since 1990, like with yeah. Fletch or whatever. Well, no vacation. No vacation was in the 80s, and then the uh, Christmas vacation, European vacation can fuck off. Yeah. But Christmas vacation was, that's got to be an 80s movie as well. Like, what's he done since? Well, he yes. A, he had a failure of a talk, a, a night talk show last like a week. Correct. Back in early 90s. And he was in movies all the time, like Funny Farm. Remember that one? Fletch Lives, who like he did a, yeah. a, a and then there was a, a show called Community, um, which I did not watch. It was um, but that that's when his absolute total nozzleness really came to the forefront. And he was just a prima donna, talked down to people, no one liked him. And you know, I get it, you have some 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 credit in the bank as far as your uh, cachet in the in the entertainment industry but you, you don't treat people like shit and my understanding is he treats people like shit so you're a nozzle chevy he's a nozzle dave we're uh, a week away from our well you're going on a holiday i'm going on a holiday but we're, we're a week away from our two-year anniversary of the 1420 sports bar podcast we're close to thirty thousand downloads we're 400 away uh lots going on the next week or so we'll try to get another show or two out there we'll come up with a, a way to maybe when i'm in new york and you're in denver colorado we'll find a way to hook up for maybe just 20 minutes record something to to give an update of what we're doing uh on their, our anniversary date but it's uh, two years in the making a, a lot of strides we've, we've uh, improved our show tenfold more than what uh, it was when when we first got going the covid uh the covid days and uh, we won't talk about that because that's a that's an argument waiting to happen. But, uh, yeah, we're two years in and 30,000 downloads later. We're doing pretty good, my friend. That's – it seems like yesterday, sitting around sharing a mic on the on the little table down in the uh, – down in Yankee Tavern there. Yeah. It's, it's That's a long, long ways away. Um, I'm proud and I'm happy of our commitment to uh, both of us doing this show and, and it's still fun for me and I'm going to continue to do it because it it is fun for me and, and I'm glad it's fun for you and, and, and I look forward to I'm looking forward to our second anniversary it's going to be kind of cool that both of us are on baseball trips at the same time but uh, yeah let's hook up uh, uh, well, well we'll record before then but like yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to, to having our first official international version of the podcast well what i was planning on doing was uh whatever day we can make it work there's uh, you can still go on the old yankee stadium onto the uh the grounds it's a little league field now it's a base that you can go on there i was gonna going to go out there and put the headphones on and try this uh this beat freaker out that we're, we're doing this for, for belly up now and uh, go on there and walk around there and we'll record it so 20 minutes we'll just bullshit about what we did the night before and what we've seen what in the beer we're having and everything else so it's kind of my thoughts we'll We'll work on it off the year. But anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other. More importantly, take care of yourself. We need you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? No swinging at high pitches, Jim. There we go. Have a good night. And we'll talk to you guys again on probably Monday night. Sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. One more thing. I was just uh, scamming scores uh, when I would, uh, on our last break there. 
Congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens for setting an NFL record tonight. 21 consecutive preseason wins. You know, that is something. That is something to get somebody in the Hall of Fame. It's it's quite an accomplishment that means absolutely nothing. Yeah. No, that should be uh, that should be the one right there. Fuck me. And it's good, pre- good for you, Ravens. Football. Preseason football. I care less about that in the World Junior Tournament, and I don't care about the World Junior Tournament. Oh yeah, like I, I never watch preseason football. Even when it's on, I just go to see what's on. I, I watch the Great British. I'd rather watch the greatest Great British Baking Show than preseason football. <laughs> what's the uh, what's that dog show? The Westminster. Oh, the Westminster. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the sporting group. Yeah. There's a gorilla in, there's a gorilla in the room all of a sudden, Dave. Okay, there's folks, we'll talk to you guys again on Monday night. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 